0: And welcome to a special episode of the Yanks Go Marching Podcast. I'm Pat McDonald, coming to you from the suburban sprawl of New Jersey, and with me, as always, is Chris Kaminsky, coming from Rocky Mountain High, Colorado. Oh, I went high pitched there this week. Hey, yeah, to stop singing that. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, how you doing, man?
1: I'm doing pretty damn good there, Patty.
0: How you doing, bud? I'm hanging in there uh we're coming to you with this uh, very special little episode 5.5 we're going to pretty much review the ukraine match and probably take a little a bit of a look at the u.s national team's future but uh let's get right to it uh yesterday the united states men's national team uh, played against the ukraine national team uh one side came out with a lot of heart another came out disjointed and looked terrible i think you can guess which is which uh, the men, U.S. dropped the match 2-0 in Cyprus in a pretty much empty stadium. Chris, what are your initial thoughts on the uh, match?
1: Well, before we get started, I got a question for you. Who's the best right wing of all time?
0: Best right winger? Uh, I'm going to have to go with not Alejandro Bedoya. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, I was going to say, based on just yesterday's game, I'd say Andre Yarmolenko, buddy. I mean, he we made him look like you know, Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi wrapped up into one. Oh, Oh, my God. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to get myself in too big of a fit about this game. Uh, Yeah, we played bad. But there were some positive things, and this is the kind of opponent that we want to face, and we kind of want to get punched in the mouth by uh, if we're going to be really well prepared for the World Cup.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I mean, there's one thing – it's better to get these losses out of the way in March as opposed to June. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's something to get in a tiff about, uh, it, it's easy to forget that it was a makeshift back line. Three of the players may very well not even make the world cup roster at all. Uh, and a large contingent of the national team play applies to trade at MLS now, and they're heavily relied upon and they just weren't there yesterday. Um,
1: yeah, I think the biggest, the biggest area we saw was the back line was just terrible. Yeah. Brooks was, I mean, just abysmal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Castillo, I, uh, you know, maybe Yarmolenka would make most left backs look like that. I don't know. I mean, Castillo just never really factored in the game at all for me. Right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, those guys, they're not gonna, they're not gonna be on the squad. Uh, and that's where the, you know, the biggest weakness was, uh, they, they kind of made us look a, a little pathetic, but you know. There were positives in the game, though, too. And, you know, we could probably look to those a little bit more than how badly that back line played. And honestly, it could have been a lot worse than 2 0, but they, you know, the midfield kind of held possession a little bit there in the second half and didn't give too many opportunities. And especially counterattacking, they did a pretty good job closing down that counterattack.
0: Yeah, I uh, I agree with you. Um, They certainly came out in the second half, played much better. Uh even got a few chances on goal, which was uh you know, better than what could be said for the first half. And I think like you said, the score could have been much, much worse if not for some uh some saves by Tim Howard there. So he certainly bailed his pretty wretched back line out. So let's uh, let's get right into it. Um who do you think hurt their case uh to make the World Cup?
1: Well, other than Brooks Castillo and shit, and uh and uh who who uh Oh and Castillo. Yeah, Anya, uh on oh, you, yeah. Brooks on wayu, and Castillo, yeah. Ah, uh, gosh. Who hurt their case? I didn't particularly think Kleiston played very well. He was a guy that had to step up, I think, to solidify his spot. But uh, other than that, I thought, well, no one really helped their case. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. But I thought that was easily, you know, the backline was easily the worst. Kleiston, you know, didn't do enough for me. Uh, we didn't see enough of Agudelo. We only played five minutes. So, you know, that, that to me, I, I still don't know what to expect from him. Johansson flashed moments of brilliance. Yep. Uh, you know, I don't know about brilliance, but he had some good, well, I guess we're going to talk about good stuff in a minute. But what, what do you think? Who do you think played, played their way out of it?
0: Uh, I think, uh, you th- I think you pretty much nailed everybody on the head. I think Castillo might be the only player who, well, Castillo, yeah, that whole back line, I, I, except for Jeff Cameron, I think they pretty much played themselves out of contention for the World Cup. Question: I think um, it's probably between him and Mixed Disgrude. And I think right now Discrood has a leg up there. So I, I think Question's in trouble for this World Cup. Um, as bad as Altidore and Clint Dempsey were in this game, they're still going to be on the plane to Brazil. There's no doubt about that. So I can't say they played themselves out of contention. And then you know what? Terrence Boyd. By not getting on the field, I think that's extremely worrisome yeah. for him yeah. um, because I, th- I do think four strikers are going to go. And I think right now the top three are Altidore, Johansson, Johnson, and then that fourth spots between Wando, Agudelo, and, and Boyd. And I think right now you got to say after this match, I think you have to say Wando Lowski is probably your fourth striker.
1: Yeah, and I think – yeah – Klinsman's desperate to find another target guy. I just don't think he's going to find it. We may end up have, having to play a four four two in certain situations in this World Cup, which is something I know that Klinsman doesn't want to do, but who's the target guy you know okay. and if and if Josie's not scoring for you, uh, well, there were a couple times Josie, even though there, there were maybe three times in the entire game. I noticed he was on the field, one was his you know really bad miss of that header. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the second half, but there were a couple times when he just set his mind to holding up the ball. It was and it was after they switched to the four four two. He had a couple nice layoffs. One was to Johansson. One was to uh, I think it was Shea. And when he when he decided to turn his back to goal and not try to get too far forward, uh, he made a couple nice one touch passes. But other than that, you know, he didn't do a damn thing the entire game.
0: Yeah, I'm actually someone who's still on the four two, three one bandwagon. I I mean
1: I am too. I'm just saying if he's not scoring and if he's not holding up the ball, what damn good is he? Oh,
0: well, that that is true. Uh, I mean I'd say try I personally would say try Aaron Johansson before you give up on the formation. Um
1: Well that that's the whole reason he didn't he didn't uh stick to the formation when he brought Johansson in and take all off, because Johansson can't be a target forward. Yeah. He's, he's great. He showed good touch. He showed a lot of creativity or a couple flashes of creativity. But I don't think he's a he's a classic target forward, I don't think he's going to be.
0: I mean, you know, I, again, I, I yes, no, he's not particularly a classic forward, but a uh, target forward. But, you know, I just I think right now, this is the formation that's worked. I think you're, you know, the the nine or so guys behind um, your forward really go a long way to making this team. And, you know, what? You know Hansen... Every time he stepped on the field so far, he's looked solid. And sometimes he has been in that target role, uh, even if just for a cameo. Uh, all right. you know. Well, speaking of you, Hanson, I think he was one of the better players in the game yesterday, coming on for about 30 minutes. If the, are there any positives you can take out of this one?
1: Sure. I Actually, I, I thought uh, Jermaine Jones played very well. Uh, <laughs> he was put in a position where Kleiston was trying to go too far forward. Uh, so he was in a very defensive position. Neither of those goals were his fault. Uh, right. At one, you know, one of those goals, the center backs were playing too close together and left a hole. And the second one, they were playing too far apart and left a hole. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and just didn't time anything. You know, they, I mean, the first one, Yarmolenko ran in from midfield and they just didn't bring up the line. They didn't track him. They didn't do a damn thing. Uh, but I thought Jones played well. I thought what he had to, he, he passed well. I didn't look at any of the advanced, advanced stats from the match because it was probably would have been too depressing. But, uh, you know, I thought Jones, Uh, you know, passed pretty well. He probably had a very high percentage of possession and passing. I don't think Dempsey was as terrible as everyone thought he was. He disappeared for stretches. He wasn't his usual tenacious self, but he, he played. okay. Um, not good, but not certainly not terrible. Uh, I, I like how Johnson played, but I still would rather see him at left back. Uh, yeah I think that 's the spot where we need him obviously there's we 've got all sorts of problems with the back line, so just play Johnson there uh and yeah i'd agree with you that i i well uh, aside from uh, that twenty twenty seven minutes or whatever Johansson played uh that were pretty good. I thought Bodoya was good you 've been on bedoya 's bandwagon uh i 've been kind of saying ah, i don't i don't think he 's that great, but i I really liked some of the stuff that he did. And then Shea had some pretty impressive runs. I like it when Shea runs at guys. He used his speed in this game. Uh, he got wide. He tried to attack players. And that's what we need him to do. In, in the past in the national team, he's just kind of gotten the ball and passed it away. But when he's really attack minded, he, he can add a spark and maybe as a guy coming off the bench, late in games when teams are tired, he'd be a really good asset to have. So I think he actually helped his case with this game.
0: Yeah, I think I pretty much agree with you across the board. Um, I mean, I know Jones is a very divisive figure, and uh, he, I think our show, we tend to be one of the few that's uh, on his side, but uh, I, I thought he played well. Um, Johansson, we already talked about. Um, Fabian Johnson, you know, if he pl- plays left back, the good thing is that Donovan can play on the left wing. Graham's easy can play on the right, so uh it'd be alright I mean me I just think about the left being and it has less to do with DMB and more to do with Edgar Castillo in this game I I mean I think Edgar Castillo's performance kind of had me finding a newfound respect for DMB because a couple of those plays where he got burned DMB at least would have been able to he may have been lost the initial move but he would have been able to catch up and rectify it um and I Alejandro Bedoya I think did have a good game I, I agree um Though I don't think he did enough to say knock, you know, sweep aside Graham Zussi or Landon Donovan for that matter. Um,
1: of course not. Of course not. He's yeah. not moving up the food chain. And those couple of misses, I mean, he had a couple and there were tough chances. Yeah. But, you know, in games like that against quality opponents, you've got to finish. Absolutely. Uh, and the and the nice the nice uh, volley he had, that he took it off the chest and, and shot it. Way too low of a trajectory for that. You know that you have defenders in front of you. You know that's going to be blocked. Uh, so you just have to play with your head. You know, but Agreed. I mean, I thought I thought his movement was good.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think some of the better offensive uh, attacks, especially the second calf, came through him. And the same for Brexay. I think Brexay right now has made a very strong case to be that late game uh, momentum changer uh, who comes off the bench. Uh, I think at this time at this point he might be the 23rd guy that gets a trip to brazil um that remains to be seen he'll definitely be in the 30 man camp i think in uh, um yeah that's for sure uh if you had to pick a player of the match who would it be
1: that plays for us
0: (laughs) yeah let's stick with americans
1: uh uh well gosh i don't know i mean timmy made some pretty impressive saves. So I'd have to say it was him, even though, you know, we gave up a couple goals.
0: Yeah. I'd have to say Howard too. Uh, Cause even after he'd made an initial, I think he made the initial save on the second goal and was just completely left tongue out to dry by uh, John Brooks, lollygagging back. So he made a uh, save on both goals. Didn't he? I think he did. Yeah. And then he yeah. just got, so um, yeah, I'm going to go to him. Uh, he is our man of the match USA style. Um, One uh, other brief thing we can talk about is that it has been made official. The friendly lineup, pre-World Cup friendly lineup, has been nailed down. The United States men's national team will face
1: Azerbaijan.
0: Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. All right, here we go.
1: Is that how you pronounce that, Jason?
0: Azerbaijan. I'm sure we'll get a yellow card if we
1: mispronounce that. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, they play Azerbaijan on May 27th. Uh, on ESPN2, and that's at Candlestick Park, which is a pretty, pr- pretty cool venue for that game. June 1st, they face Turkey at 2 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN2 at Red Bull Arena. Are you going to be going to that game, Patty? Uh,
0: of course.
1: Turkey's a, an interesting opponent for them there. Uh, yeah. Not not great, but not terrible either. And then June 7th, Nigeria. That's a game, actually, I'm looking forward to a lot. That's 6 p.m. start on ESPN at Everbank Field in Jacksonville, Florida, Florida. Uh, what do you think about that, Patty?
0: Uh, I think, you know, Jacksonville's the perfect end, that's for sure, because it'll be nice and hot and muggy. Um, it might be muggy here in New Jersey, uh, right on the Pasa- banks of the Passaic River, but, uh, that Jacksonville game is what's really going to get them ready for Brazil. Uh, Azerbaijan's really the only team where I'm like, huh? Like, where, where, <laughs> where they dig this? I mean, I don't know if it's just Europe now sees this as a real threat, so they're not going to send us a real team to play. Um, Turkey, hey, look, that's the team we played in Philadelphia before they t- took the plane to South Africa. And what we do in South Africa? Yeah. We won the group. So, uh, I mean, against Lesser... It's a lucky thing, you yeah. know. Yeah, so it's, hey, it worked last time. Why not uh, have it again? But, yeah, I'm definitely excited. I can't wait to go to that game uh, at Bull Arena. And hopefully the U.S. national team fans fill that place up much better than they did against Ecuador. Uh, I think it was two years ago. Three years ago, I think now you got you got any thoughts,
1: yeah of course I mean I, I like I said, I like the Nigeria game a lot uh they're not gonna be as good as Ghana, but they're gonna play a pretty similar style so that I think that's gonna be a good a good test uh Turkeys turkey you know i, I agree with you, Azerbaijan, who knows uh not i I think in 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 essence that having Ukraine uh, on the schedule. Kind of serves that should have served as a warm up, you know, because you're not going to get a quality European opponent uh, to come here, like you say, right before the World Cup. They're busy doing their preparation. So Ukraine was probably about the best game we could have gotten this spring. Uh, And we got it early, we got it out of the way. I think it was good, like I said, that we got our, you know, our butts whooped a little bit. and you know you got to give Ukraine credit going back just for a second uh, they, they were they 've got a lot on their minds. It was an emotionally yeah. charged game for them they mm-hmm. you know they did what they needed to do in coming out focused, coming out passionate uh playing the game hard, but playing the game the right way. Uh, I know that the Ukraine team uh, has a majority of players from the russian leaning leaning east. Uh, but also some players, uh, you know, from the West portion that are more West leaning. Uh, and, you know, so they they came together. They played very well. They, you know, they deserved that victory. And so, I mean, I, where I'd like to see a Ukraine type team leading up to it, you know, we've played them. I, I said Sweden might be a nice... Uh, you know, type type team or something like that that mimics that you know central northern European style that would help us get prepared for uh, Germany. But all things considered, it's it's not a terrible lead up to the World Cup.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree. It should get them very well prepared, in my opinion, for the uh, World Cup itself. Uh, And I pretty much echo everything you say about Ukraine. Um, Good for them. Good for them to get up uh, for that match yesterday. And play their hearts out for a country that pretty much needs a victory right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I got a question for you. All
0: right.
1: Uh, You ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. You you usually ask the questions. I'm going to ask you one now. uh Uh, You know, Juergen recently came out and said that uh, the Ghana game is a must win. uh, And my question is, do you agree with that sentiment? And do you think he was right to say that?
0: I definitely agree with it. Um, I, I don't think you can get one uh, less than three points out of that game because I don't think you're going to – it's possible you can get four out of the next two, but I, I don't see that happening. Um, I definitely see a loss to at least Portugal or Germany, probably the latter. Uh, as for if he should have said that, um, he's never minced words before, so I, I, I don't – it's not a detraction of from who he is. He has no problem using the media to motivate his players. Um, and you know what? Considering last year is pro- was one of the best, if not the best year in U.S. national team history, uh, I've got no problem What he's So far, what he's doing is working. So I say stick with it.
1: Yeah, it took a little while to get there where people actually mm-hmm. started to have belief in what he was trying to do. But
0: uh, mm-hmm.
1: I think in a future pod, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, kind of at the four-year mark as we approach it, what mm-hmm. uh, Jurgen's impact on the game in the US has been and you know, mm-hmm. if we think he's, you know, doing a good job, I think that's something we're gonna be talking about pretty soon. But um yeah, I mean it's certainly very interesting to come out with such a bold statement because uh, you know, you, you don't have to uh, Ghana seems like on on face value the easiest uh in out in that in right. that group. But uh you you never know Brazil could not Brazil, uh Germany could uh, you know not need the points when they play us, and that could you know play into our hands. So sure. you, you just you just don't know. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of time to talk about this stuff, but uh, I thought it was really interesting that he just came out and said that.
0: Uh, I mean, it, it does appear to be the most winnable game, and hey, for what it's worth, we're due for a win against that team.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's uh, – revenge games, I think fans are into more than players. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, fans are going to be looking, especially – Fans who have lived through two heart wrenching Ghana defeats. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to be looking forward to that with great anticipation. And players like Landon Donovan know what that means to Americans and they know who they're playing for back home. And they know they've seen all the viral videos of the Algeria game and Mm -hmm. of, of people watching and reacting to it. And they know how invested people are in them. And they're not, you know, they're playing for themselves and they're playing for, Uh, you know, their own play, but they're playing for the country too. They understand, you know, what they're representing. So hopefully they lock it down, come out, play hard, give us the result we deserve out of that first game.
0: I I 100% agree. And I'll be at Derby road pub in Scotch Place, New Jersey. If anyone wants to, in the area wants to join, I'm sure there'll be a big crowd there. It's a soccer pub. Um, I'm going to be
1: watching from the three lions in Denver, which, you know, Patty, where, who did you meet at the three lions?
0: I met Alexi Lawless and Taylor. Oh,
1: and you showed him how much of a man crush you had on him. Anyway, yeah, I met yeah. Ian Dark, so I, I win that one. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, I, that's it's a good it's a good spot to watch soccer. I'm gonna have to get there about five a.m. on game day in order to get a uh, table, but uh, hey, it's worth it.
0: There you go. Good stuff. Um, all right, I think that just about wraps it up for our Ukraine review uh, slash look ahead show. Uh, if you want to give us a follow, you can follow us on Twitter at YanksGoMarching. Uh, you can find us on our website at uh, www.yanks.gomarching.blogspot.com. You find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Marching. You can get our show on Stitcher Radio and on RSS feed and iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at pmacd 2 Chris, you can follow at kaminsky 18 Our producer Jason Ipico is at Dr. Stooge and I think that's, oh, if you want to give us an email Marching at gmail.com send us anything you like, uh, thoughts, comments uh, anything you want to rant about just let us know Uh, before we sign off, Chris, you got anything else?
1: Hey, I'm really excited that we did a card free podcast high five to you from here word Uh, secondly, I just want to give you an update uh, As we record this right now, we're recording on, uh, what is this, Thursday evening? Uh, Mm -hmm. It's eight days, 16 hours, 11 minutes exactly until the Colorado Rapids' first game, and they still do not have a head coach. So get on that, Tim Hinchey and Paul Bravo. Get us a coach. Get us another MLS Cup. And I'm looking forward to uh, recording with you again there, Patty.
0: Absolutely. A lot
1: more to talk about going forward.
0: Oh yeah, it's 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 getting we're under a hundred days now, so the World Cup. It's exciting. Uh, it's it's yeah, I can feel it already. It's um getting ready for it. And uh as for your Rapids, you'll probably be playing an O and one Red Bull team uh for your opener on the fifteenth.
1: Yeah, well yeah, That's you got my to, thought. if you gotta rest uh Thierry Henry, you gotta rest Thierry Henry. Yeah.
0: He can't run on the turf. Oh well. Alrighty. That okay. uh f- that next week's up. matching
1: Brazilians. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. Uh time for me to watch TV. No, it's a terrible sign off. <laughs> <laughs> um Alright, that wraps it up for us. Um thank you for listening as always, and we will see you all later.